Hey, dude, you like movies? Oh, dude, I love movies. Dude, sweet. Me too. We should do a podcast together about movies. Dude, I was thinking the same thing. Dude, you know how cool it would be if we did a fucking podcast and we called it The Midnight Reel and we literally just talked about our favorite fucking movies and movies that we love? Yeah, we're, we just, each episode, we take a look at a movie and we do a deep dive discussion. Absolutely. And we call it The Midnight Reel. The Midnight Fucking Reel. Or, I guess we probably should drop the F bomb. Yeah, we but should. But we're gonna swear. Yeah, we'll swear. Because we can. Yeah. Fuck it. It's a podcast. Fuck, Fuck it. it. Welcome in, everybody, to episode one, Here's the Thing. Today's episode is all about a cult classic from 1982, John Carpenter's The Thing. Yes, one we all know and love. Well, now I know, at least, as this was my first time watching the movie. And I think for you, Cody, it was like your second or third. You've seen it a few times, right? Yeah, this was... Um... Well, I mean, technically, all in all, it was probably like around my fifth time. But in it, I, I've only seen it, I believe, like start to finish in its entirety, three or four times. This okay. was like my third or I think the fourth time that I've seen it. So. Yeah. Well. So yeah. So we watched it together. My that was my first time seeing it, and then after we watched it, I watched it again the next day to do a little more, like just like looking into and stuff for the podcast here. But like, as being the first time seeing the movie, I do. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I've like the only, really the only other I think like John Carpenter movie I've really ever seen is Halloween, because that's like the standard. That you, right. Wait, that you have or haven't seen? Have. That's the okay. only one I have seen. The only seen. one that you have seen. The only other right. one I've seen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I haven't seen The Fog or any of... What are some other ones he's done? Dude, John Carpenter's made a he's lot He's made of a films. lot of films, so um, I've only seen two of them. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean... Um, but, yeah, so... But, no, but, so, for me, like... For me, it was I just loved it. I I did I wanted to go home and watch it again. Like that's partly why I watched it a second time because like I almost wanted to go home and just watch it again because I was I was so in it like the sci-fi, the monster, mm-hmm. the whole like and why we obviously we'll get more into it, but the whole like betrayal and nihilism of the movie and everything like right. I dude I was in it from the beginning too. So what about you? What are you like? What do you think about the movie? Well, I mean, honestly, so personally for me, uh, you know, I kind of wish that I had access to it more as, as a kid because when I first saw it, I was pretty young. I saw a lot of, like, you know, horror movies when I was pretty young, but uh, I remember seeing The Thing. I can't remember. I think I watched it at my grandparents' house, um, and I I liked it a lot back then. Obviously, it was, like kind of fucked up seeing it as, as a pretty young kid, like, you know, knowing what the movie is. Um, it has some pretty gruesome imagery in there. But, uh, but grow like, you know, my relationship with the movie is, you know, I, I love it. And, um, but my, you know, it's not as nostalgic to me as some 
other older films might be that I was able to actually have access to a lot more yeah. when I'm growing up. So I it does represent a bit of nostalgia for me, but it's not as nostalgic as some other films. So like for me, it might be a little bit different than um, you know a lot of people out there who share that you know big time nostalgia for that you know for for the thing. Yeah. So, you know, it's not as nostalgic to me, but it is still like a beloved film by me. Like, it's because it's phenomenal. And, like, each time I see it, I'm seeing different things. And um, even, like, you know, I watched it only like maybe a year and a half ago before we watched it a couple days ago. Yeah. And I, you know, I remembered a lot, you know, from that previous viewing because it was still kind of fresh. You know, a year and a half ago is not that long ago. Um, but at the same time, there's so many things that you pick up. Every, like, your perspective is always changing, too, as you get older and older. So you're always picking up new things or, like, realizing new things that you may not have noticed before uh, in movies. So with this, it was it was still a really cool experience just watching again and, just like, reliving all those insane moments, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, right? I wanted to say, too, real quick, because we're going to talk about all those insane moments. Just a quick disclaimer is that we're going to be spoiling the movie. I know the movie's been out for well over 20 years. It actually just had its 40th anniversary, right? Yes, yeah. It just mm-hmm. turned 40 last week or something. I, I, um, I want, at the yeah, time of this say... recording, at least, it's, what, June 26th now? Yeah. Yeah. So, so but, it was like today or yes, yesterday? I think so, yeah. Like, pretty actually. right around here is when it, it turned 40. So yeah. it's 40 years old. But if you haven't seen it, uh, we're going to be talking about it all and spoiling it. So pause this here, go watch it, and then come back and start listening again. Um, but, uh, yeah, but, like, uh, that's what I wanted to say. Like, like watching it the second time, like, just it was even more exciting because, like, just knowing like knowing when like like people are gonna turn like when like when stuff's coming up it like it made me like i was looking at it as like when did he get like turned into the thing or when did uh anything happen so i guess for anyone that doesn't know the thing what it basically is is some monster or something rather crashes into antarctica right and it happens Mm -hmm. upon this group of men in antarctica they're um they never really explain what they're doing there i don't think they're just kind of working in antarctica at some research well they're like they're they're scientists yeah it's like science they're they're They're, researching they're all in their own departments like each character has their own department so one of them you know is is the doctor you know the physician Mm -hmm. another one is um like you, uh, you have a, a pilot. I want to say McCready. I think was. The yeah, pilot. McCready's the helicopter um, pilot. Yeah, and then, and then there uh, Palmer was the backup pilot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and Windows was like your rate the radio, the radio guy. Yeah. Um. Norris, so like everybody yeah. kind of had their own kind of departments, uh, for them, and then also you know the Norwegians, they were a science station, another research science center. Mm-hmm. I think that was just you know I don't know exactly how far it was. I forget. Uh, I feel like they may have mentioned it actually in the movie. I, yeah, I don't um, remember. When they it took wasn't the trip back there. Yeah, well, because they flew there in the helicopter. Yeah. I think they flew there twice. And it took them a while to fly there. I think though. Yeah, well, they were gone for most of the day because, yeah. like, so the way so it happens is like um, so the movie starts and like these Norwegians they're flying in a helicopter just chasing after a dog. Yeah. For like you don't know why. Right. Just puts you in it. Which. I love because I was like, why the fuck are they trying to kill a dog? Like, what's what did he do wrong? Like, he's such a good boy. Look at him. 
Um, and then he like the dog ends up getting to uh to the camp with the U.S. guys, and like they're all just like, "What's going on here?" Right? And then the Norwegians show up, and they start like screaming at him, trying to shoot the dog, and they're all just like, "What's going on?" And they shoot and kill. Well, one of the Norwegians blows up. Because yeah. I, I did confirm it watching back the second time. The first Norwegian went to throw a grenade and it just flew out of his hand. And it's like he just messed up and it blew him up and the helicopter up. <laughs> it's so bad. I, it's just like, I, <laughs> like he just like legitimately, you can see it too. Like he does this to throw it back and it flies out of his hand and he's like, oh. Like, he's like, oh, no. And he tries to dig in the snow to get it, but, like, he blows up with a helicopter. And then um, I think it's Gary. He has the gun, and he shoots the other Norwegian. Through like, the window? Yeah, because he shoots Bennings in the knee. Bennings gets shot by yeah. the Norwegian because mm-hmm. he's trying to hit the dog. And, like, um, I don't know if you want to talk about a little fun fact there real quick. Oh, yeah, I mean, definitely we can. Yeah. So what the Norwegians said, it's actually great insight. Like, if you are if you know Norwegian, like, I, Norwegian, it, I, is, I don't know if that's their language, but, it, you know, excuse me if I'm wrong. They might have a specific, you know, like, you know, Americans speak English. I don't know if, I don't know if it's, I'm Norse, whatever. Yeah. Norse, uh, so know. Norwegian <laughs> speaking Norwegian. We apologize if we got it wrong. <laughs> um... And he says, get the hell out of there. That's not a dog. It's some sort of thing. It's imitating a dog. It isn't real. Get away, you idiots. And it's the whole movie right there. If they would have, if someone got, if only someone knew how to speak their language, right? Then they could have just like, I don't know. Well, they would, well, did he say to shoot the dog and kill it? Or did they say to burn it? Because that's like, they found out later that the only way to kill it is to like really burn it all. And like literally every last cell of it, right? Well, which the Norwegians should have known at that point. But they just had a gun. But they had a grenade. They were trying to blow it up. They were trying to blow it up. But he blew himself up. Yeah, well, I think he was trying to shoot it to weaken it. Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, I, that's why. See, I love the at the beginning because you just you don't know what happened. Yeah, it just puts you right in the middle mean, of the shit. Yeah, you're just like you're just right, like you're right something's along going with the on. Characters, dude. Yeah, like, you're just you don't like, know anything, just like on? they don't. Yeah, you're just like you fall into this place, and I like I just love even more that it's in Antarctica. Like it takes place in Antarctica because they're so mm-hmm. far away from anything else. Yeah. Like. Just like who, like I think you even they even talk about like Windows is trying to get communication because like the Norwegians show up and they're like, "Yo, we need to get some people here now because this is uh, not okay." Um, and then he's like, "I haven't heard from anyone in two weeks. The storms have been crazy, keeping everyone out here." So so anyway, as they move through, right? So like the Norwegians die and they're stuck with this dog. And then everyone's like, what's going on? And at first, like, everyone's kind of cool. I mean, obviously, they're dead. I think they just, they didn't, what did they do with the bodies? Did they bury them? I don't know. No, I... They never showed. I don't, not that it really matters, but... um... Well, the one guy burnt in the helicopter. Well, yeah, he blew up. For sure. And the other dude got shot in the head. I will, I know... The other dude got shot in the head, uh... I feel I don't know what they did with his body. Yeah, I don't know what happened in their bodies. I I guess I will. I mean, it's not like they were a thing at all. I don't think they were one of the things. I feel like they ended up burning it because later. Because remember, the dog turned 
They were burned. And they, they, were, they burned, burned it. a bunch of bodies. Yeah, and they burned it, and then they were like, um, well, because the dog turned, and then they burned that first body, and they were like, whoa, we definitely got to kill. We got to burn the rest of these bodies that we brought yeah. back from this Norwegian thing. Yeah. Because, dude, oh, that prop was so cool. The dead, like, I think, what do they call them, Two-Face or Double-Face? The, like, the melted prop of like the two guys just like melted together because oh, yeah. they killed the thing like in the middle of turning or whatever yeah i i that's i love that everything was done practically oh man. yes practical, practical effects, effects were unbelievable in that top not which it's dude. even crazier to think that uh you know i didn't know this until just recently when uh we were kind of doing, doing our research but the makeup artist is 22 years old Rob Bottin, dude. This guy was Crazy. 22 years old, and he legitimately took on this, like, he created all of these things. Like, he gets all the credit for that. Like, obviously, he had a team to help him, but mm-hmm. he was, like, you know, head honcho of all of that stuff and, like, putting all these effects together yeah. and well, making all these creatures, like, drawing up these designs and everything to, yeah, like you know, it, it's insane. Well, that was cool. I, from that. what I read, the movie started out originally with a budget of two hundred thousand dollars, and it moved for that department for that department, yeah. and it got pushed yeah. up to what well, I think it was like fifteen million from two hundred. Well, well, no, it was or, so it was so. This is what it was: was it was two hundred thousand for like initially for the makeup department, yeah, and like the effects and stuff, and they were like. <laughs> That's not. It's not gonna work for what not we're doing. Uh, you know, we're gonna need like triple that. So I think they ended up needing uh, around seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for all of the makeup and prosthetics, and um, and you know the creation of all the monsters. And but the budget for the whole film okay. was fifteen million. Gotcha. Which at the time was. A massive budget for a horror for film. a horror film. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it had a very fat budget for for back then for a horror film. Yeah, I know. I read to Rob Botin. He got he's hospitalized yeah. at the end of shooting yeah, because he was that. he was working from what he said seven days a week, just like for a whole year, <laughs> literally like every day a week, three hundred sixty five days. He's working. Like to, to the to the bones, man. Yep, literally sleeping at the studio. Yeah, like would, people would come in in the morning and be like, "Rob here," and he, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, he's in the uh, in the studio yeah. over there." Well, yeah, because I wake him up. <laughs> yeah, well, they they shot. I guess so. A lot of the stuff was shot. They had some shot on location, like the outdoor shots of like the base and stuff, and some other stuff were shot. I think part of it was in Alaska. And another part was in British Columbia, where they shot the outdoor scenes. Well, so British Columbia, yes, they shot a lot of the exteriors out there. But actually, uh, I found out that they shot a lot of the interior on uh, sound stages Mm -hmm. in L.A., yeah. So the the actors and stuff, you know, were like so they so what they did was they actually made it cold. They made it forty degrees in these sets, yeah. you know, in these sound stages and in these like little built sets that they made. And so it was forty degrees, so like everybody's, you know, pretty cold in there, but around that time, you know, they're in LA. 
it was like 100 degrees outside, yeah, like 90 degrees outside, whatever. So they, they're going outside, you know, and they're uh, on their lunch breaks or whatever, and they're decked out in like these freaking like, you know, Antarctica clothing, <laughs> like, got like just, just these jackets wool jackets and stuff. <laughs> and uh, so, so they're literally, you know, I was I was watching the featurette and they were talking about like a couple of the actors were like, yeah, we, you know. We got we we were undressing and like you know dressing and getting to our other clothes and we go out to lunch and stuff and we just got to the point where we were just so sick of it that we just started saying you know what we'll just be hot for a little bit we will just go out <laughs> and get lunch you know and and I mean, people look look at us like we're crazy but whatever I, and, I respect you know, it I would hate at least to... once we get they said at least once we get to the place they'll have AC and that'll be fine <laughs> right yeah I would hate to be taking that on and off all day every day man like there's so many layers I'm sure oh yeah but that's crazy that they would just like it's so crazy how like well they play it off like I never would have known it wasn't actually in Antarctica you oh, know what yeah. I mean like the way it's like just it's it's great I love movies man I love the way I mean, they yeah, do oh, yeah. that they yeah. play everything it's so it's so creative it's 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 awesome. And, yeah, you know some some movies they get it they get it right they really nail it on the head just yeah. like this one. Dude. Yeah, this movie this one nailed it in all nailed all, it all aspects. Yeah, I which I, is crazy. So so what's crazy? Yeah, I think about it, this. This is great segue. Uh, is how masterful this movie like nailed it in all aspects like uh, on everything. Yeah, you know? like writing, acting, the creation of the. The special effects, practical effects, the score, the, the even the title sequence. Yeah, the title even the sequence, title sequence. It's insane. It's but, practical. Well, it is practical. Yeah, and we'll actually we'll, we'll, we'll talk we'll about that. that. But yeah. so I was actually saying just like the fact that it bombed back when it came out. I know. Ni- like nineteen eighty two, this thing was released, and people, uh, excuse me for my French, but they fucking shit. On this movie. <laughs> no, you're right, though. They were like, E.T. came out as well with with the thing, and they were like, no, we like aliens. They're our friends. Look at this guy. He's yeah. not mean. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and just nobody went to see, which is a shame, but... Yeah, it didn't do good in the box office, and the people that did see it were like, no, this is, this is bad. This is not good. This is, like, they were taught, like, critically, critics hated it. They panned it. They didn't like it. They were talking poorly about it. A lot of them were saying it's like a poor man's alien. Like, it's just not, like, it's just not good. And it's like, it's, I mean, I guess it can happen. Maybe sometimes movies just come out at the wrong time and people just don't understand them for, like, how good they actually are or what they're actually doing. Yeah. Um, And I mean, you know, this, I know that nihilistic movies aren't for everybody, but I guess maybe around that time, people just, they needed the positivity potentially. Yeah, I so guess, like a yeah. So, like, a film like E.T., I guess, you know, E.T.'s great, too, you know, but... Yeah, you know, well, So is the thing. They both can... It, both things can be true, you know? Yeah, and also, from what I understand, a lot of, like, to do with the nihilism and stuff, like, a lot of that was, I think... I, I know Universal was like, because it was a Universal film, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like really skeptical on the movie at first because of the nihilism. They were like, they were like, it really doesn't end on a good tone here, guys. Right. Like, are you sure you want us to think this thing is still alive? Um, 
And they were like, well, yeah, because that's just, that, of course you do. That's such a great ending. Because then you, like like us, like we're talking about it 40 years later and we're still going to be like, like, is McCready the thing? Or is Childs the thing? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, it, but it's just like, I, I, from what I understand, they, they let him keep that ending because they showed that explosion at the end of the movie. Like, so when it shows Childs and McCready, like at the end and they both take the sh- the sip of whatever the cocktail is and then it like zooms out and there's one more explosion mm-hmm. they 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 said that they put that in there because universal made them so it could it's it could sort of lean to the fact that maybe yeah. it was like dead but like the way it's supposed to be is like we're not supposed to know it's like just like that's i that's one thing i love about the ending is how ambiguous it is oh yeah and just like just with everything about like because they lay seeds to it in the beginning of the movie too like talking about the thing like we're like he's t- like when i think it's when mccready is talking to him all like they're all in a line and he's like i know that i'm not this thing but i don't know that you guys aren't this thing right and then and he's like but we do know that if it does, like, it wants to survive, and it's not going to attack unless it has to, and it's okay with freezing again because it was frozen for 100,000 years. Yes. And then at the end, they're like, well, why don't we just wait and we just see, see like, let's happens, wait and see yeah. if we freeze or if the people come and rescue us or whatnot, right? Like, you don't know. It's so Right. Good. Well, that that's something about that line is it makes me question McCready yeah. a little bit in that moment because I'm like... You know, if he were the thing, he would be okay with freezing. Yeah. And him saying, like, you know, let's just wait and see what happens. If he was the thing, it'd be, like, they could freeze and it'd be fine for him. I agree. You know, but maybe they were both the thing. Dude, to be honest. And they just didn't know one another was the thing. You're right. Because they, how would they know, right? Because, it, well, well, see, if it imitates, that's the, so... Here's that's, here's that's the thing the with thing. the thing. <laughs> so we got it. We got is, one in there. If it imitates perfectly, if it has a perfect imitation, then the person wouldn't know that, that they are the thing. Because they wouldn't know it's an imitation. Right. They would think that they're they the would real think that one. They're them. Whoa. That's very true. I you know I hadn't even thought about that fact yeah. like that that the, the the they take the imitation and they don't even think that they're the thing anymore, they just think that they are. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, so like, oh, wow, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I've never thought about it that it's way. But like, wild. that's like another thing. Like watching it the second time, like the first time watching it, like I wasn't. Like, I wasn't suspicious of McCready at all. Like, I was like, he's the hero. This dude's making all the right choices. Mm-hmm. He knows everything. Like, I trust him. But the second time I watch it again, like, he's the most sus out of all those guys. Like, he's, he, like, I was like, why did I trust him? Like, so, like, so what happens? Like, so first, uh, the dog goes into one room in the beginning of the movie where it does this weird kind of cut. It doesn't show. It doesn't show whose yeah. room it goes into. Mm-hmm. I so I when I watched it the second time, I, w- I was like that. It had to either be. I don't think it could have been McCready because he was gone. Yeah, he was gone. He was that flying. Was when they were he was at the base. Going to Norwegians. So it couldn't have been McCready then. So that one had to. I think that was either Palmer's or 
Norris. Because after that scene, the next time they come back to the base, like, um, like, so they come back to the base at nighttime, and I think it shows Palmer's and Childs, like, smoking a joint in his room, and Palmer's is wearing, like, long johns, like, white long johns. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts to the scene where Nulls is, like, who's throwing their underwear in the garbage can? Yeah. And he pulls it out, and it's white long johns. And I was like, so is is Palmer the one who got changed? I think it was Palmer. It could have been Palmer. Who was changed first. Yeah. I think. Um, But because, like, even, like, when you get to the point where Palmer... Where, like, McCree's doing the blood test with the flamethrower and the needle. Yeah. I love that. I oh, love that's, that that's so an, much. A, when the blood it jumps out of the... The blood jumps out of the Petri dish. Yes, and it's yes. just... And then, like, it's great, too, because, like, right before he puts the needle, I love the quick little... They do a quick little cut to Palmer's face, and Palmer just makes this face. He's like, well, they found me out. And then he just... His face just starts yep. melting. Yep. And he turns into a monster. Oh my god, man! And then poor windows. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Poor windows. windows. What a, a rough, tough death. way to go, right there. Gets honestly. his head chomped, and then while he's turning, gets burned alive. Tough I way mean, to go. Tough, tough way to Which go. Which I learned something interesting about the the burning. Uh, uh, so the guy who did that stunt, he was uh, he was obviously he's in a suit, like a burn suit. Yeah. And uh, but I guess back then. I mean, I don't know how they are now. I don't, I mean, I don't, I just, I don't know. But back then, I guess, uh, in the burn suit, he had to literally hold his breath the entire time. So from the moment that they, like, started, from the moment that he, like, put it on and had it all up, he couldn't breathe. Not one little bit. He had to hold his breath. They'd start, start the scene you know, spraying with the flamethrower and then he'd be, you know, running around and run and, you know, go outside or whatever, you know, through the cuts. But, um, yeah, so then they, then they would have to put it out real quick and then, you know, undo it so he could breathe real quick. Yeah. Because he had to hold his breath the whole time because apparently if he didn't and he tried to breathe a little bit, it would, like, do something to his lungs and, like, basically, like, it would really... Well, I mean, it's probably a bunch bad. of smoke on him, Perfect. right? He's on fire. So. Yeah. Well, I I don't know if it had anything to do with the uh, the fire itself, though. Or it could have been. They, I mean, I'm assuming they doused him with kerosene or something too, right? Like, there's got to be yeah, something to do with. I forget. The, the, I don't know I the bet exact the, reason, yeah. but whatever it was, it was interesting just to know. Yeah. Like, wow, he had to hold his breath. The entire time, every time. Yeah, I have a feeling that like the the mask, like face mask for flame fire retardant like stuff, wasn't as great in the eighties as yeah. it was today, right? So that's what I would think. Yeah, I mean, maybe he could have breathed. It's just smarter not to, right? <laughs> but no, yeah, dude, it was. Uh, so Windows totally got the worst death there, I think, getting his head chomped. But my favorite, my favorite death of this movie, yeah. Norris's 100 percent the 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 prosthetic chest and like stomach thing. Did you did you know what they did for that? You know how they got that done to do the shot with cop with uh, copper, right, Doc? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. They they hired. Yeah, they got it. They brought an amputee Uh in to take over Copper's spot when he did the last push, so they could like do the effect of Norris's stomach opening up and chomping on his (laughs) arms. 
that's so <laughs> that's like that's amazing dude. oh wow like they yeah. like they even put a mask it on the guy yeah face and it was copper's face or, yeah, on the copper face. Yeah. Yes, they repli- face. yeah they replicated they replicated copper. his face and they put it on the the double and oh, dude that's incredible like <laughs> That's so cool. Like, I never would have known until, like, you know what I mean? Like, watching it, I would have sold completely that it was copper. Yeah, so was I. That it was the doc the whole time. He also... Obviously, now that you know, you can go back, and when you see the wide, you can kind of tell. Yeah, if you look at his face a little bit, you can tell that it looks a little, like, deformed there. But it's, like, it doesn't really take away from it at all. Because just the fact that that's how they got it done... It, like, it makes me love it more. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that they were able to find someone with no arms. So, the <laughs> arms the arms that you see, like, you know, the ones that get ripped in half when he, like, pulls out. Those, you know what those were made out of? No. So, Rob Botin made those out of jello. Like, gelatin. Gelatin. So, like, gelatin. And he made the bones out of... Uh, was, the bones was made out of something else, but... Uh, whatever the case, it was like jello. Like the arms were basically like jello. So yeah. like it just that's what it was made out of. So like when it rips apart like that and all the blood spewing everywhere, it's like it's like jello that the arms like were actually like the skin and everything was made out of. Whoa. And um gelatin. Yeah, like yeah. But uh so yeah, so that's I was like, oh wow, that's that's wild. Yeah, I loved. I, I mean, just, he got real creative with all of his. Stuff. I know, like, dude, well, like we said earlier, dude. His his Norris's death in insane, particular but. was, like, for me, like a, one of the most horrifying like scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Like, even it being forty years old, we were watching it in four K, mm-hmm. like at your house, dude. I was like. I think my jaw dropped. I think I looked over at you. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, <laughs> I was like, what is going on? And then like, just the fact of like, it's just, it blows my mind. That it's all practical. Like, like even like, like his, like Norris's head, like falling, like sliding off of the desk oh, yeah. and like turning into a spider. <laughs> and like, it just like tries to quietly sneak out of the room right. and they just turn around and it's just like, You've got to be, be kidding me. you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> great line. It's just such it's a some great of small, line. Some of the small lines in this movie were so funny, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of one of them. But even, like, you know, in the beginning, when he's playing chess on oh, the computer. Yes. <laughs> and he's just, like, he loses. And he just says, you know what? And he pours his glass yeah, into the and he says, cheating bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, so in the in the very beginning of the movie, McCready's playing chess with like a it's like a computer chess game. I I'm I was born in nineteen ninety five. I've never seen one of those in my life, but it was some kind of electric chess game. Mm-hmm. Um sorry to anybody that's watching and knows what it is. Um but he was playing it, and he was like, he thought he outsmarted it, right? And then the the computer came back and went checkmate, and then he just pours the scotch into the power the power drive, and he's just like cheating, bitch. <laughs> just like what? And that is like that. I think that's the first thing we see of McCready. I think it is. That's the first time. I think that's that the see. first time we're introduced to our hero yeah. of the story. Is uh-huh. <laughs> he's. he's He's, he's obviously drinking during... Because it's like... It's in the morning. It's in the daytime. He's right. drinking in the morning playing chess. But... 
oh god that was great or like the other thing that i love too is like when you get to the climax with the the final battle with mccready and the thing and like like they find uh they find the spaceship under uh under blair's like they had blair in the shack and they found out Mm, that he was making a spaceship under there which like that's another thing we got to talk about is like when did that start but um but back to the climax thing really quick is when he's fighting the thing at the end and it's like screaming at him like because he lit it on fire or blew it up and it screams at him and he's like yeah fuck you too <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> he just that's he great. just walks away great and line. blows it up just <laughs> so good <laughs> so good i've made me so happy but like I guess that was, there were some, like, there's so many things to just go back and, like, watch it to just, like, like, you could watch this movie so many times, so I feel like every time you watch it, you're gonna learn something new. Mm -hmm. Or, like, or you're gonna pick up on another hint that you didn't see last time. Like, like, for me, like, with the White Johns and Palmer, right? Right. Um, Like, I just, like, I had no idea... (laughs) <laughs> what had happened and then i went back i was like why is he talking about white like like uh long johns in the bathroom or the trash can and then i've watched back and i was like oh so that's whose room the dog went in but my thing was like like i loved the reveal that like there was a ship being built the whole time right like under like like because because i think it was blair who was making the ship because mm-hmm. so which is like it's really interesting to me because blair was the one who found out everything about the thing first because he was the like scientist doing the the tests or whatever right? right like he was um like he found out that like the blood cells would like take over another host and completely assimilate or like imitate it right right yeah and then and then he went crazy, and he was like, "Cause, cause he ran a he ran a calculation. I loved this calculation. It was mm-hmm. just like, like I I want a computer that could give me like world ending tips, just like straight to the <laughs> point like that. Right. Like, like chances of this of like one of the people chance. being it seventy five percent. And then like, how long will it take till it infects the world? Twenty five days. And it's like, yeah. okay, so the world's gonna end yep. if we don't get rid of this thing." stakes are made like you know what i mean um but then so then he was like he was so i think he said twenty seven thousand hours to infect the whole was it twenty seven thousand hours i think so you're i think you're right that sounds right to affect 25 days doesn't seem like enough or something like that yeah it was definitely world population yeah i think it was twenty seven thousand. like if it it were to get out of there and yeah if it were to get out you know mainstream reach the states yeah Yeah. reach the united states it would spread out from there um but so he must have been doing that as the thing like when did he get turned so i mean it's a good question um that's why he could. I would assume that he got infected when he was digging into the thing corpse that they found from the Norwegians when the, the one that they brought back. Oh, when he, he was, was doing, doing the autopsy. The autopsy on it. Oh, and he was checking it out and going inside of it and stuff. What would have infected him though? Like, could he have like gotten? Because like, how I does mean, it all work? It takes all it takes is just any contact. Is a small cell yeah any contact anything that gets in your body essentially from it It and he was one tiny thing 
and that's it. Yeah. And, like, it takes over your entire body. Yeah, and he was deep in that thing, man. He was. That had to have been it, because, because so, I mean, when he took so the part... So, essentially, Blair was actually... He was... first. Yeah, but it probably got him, so, like, cleanly. So, it was probably damn near close to a perfect imitation. Well, yeah, so, like... Yeah, because I wonder, because like, because obviously the thing, like, if he was the thing, he wouldn't know he's the thing, or he wouldn't like be able to tell he's the thing unless like, like his arms started turning into a wolf or whatever, right? right. Like it could do. Um, <laughs> it's so cool, man. Um, but uh, but because when you when I feel like he had to have been the thing when he took the part of the helicopter. Because at first, when I first watched it, I thought he took the part off of the helicopter because he was like, oh, he just doesn't want anyone to get out because he thinks that everybody's, like, he, he doesn't know who's the thing, but he knows right. that it can't get out of here. Yeah. So he was, like, destroying the comms, and then he, they found him taking the part of that plane, but or the helicopter, rather, but I've, I feel like he was really taking that to use as a part of his spaceship, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because then, as I mean, obviously he wanted him to put him in that tool shed because he had the spaceship there under the shed. And it wasn't McCready's shack that they took him in. It was like a different tool yeah, shed. right. Like, so that had to have been there already. Because they didn't know about the hole. Because remember, they, like, they went to find Blair and he was, like, missing. And they were like, where the hell did he go? And then they stepped on the floorboard. It's a classic, like, hollow floorboard creak. And then yep. they're like, oh, mm -hmm. wait, we can pick this up. Yeah. And then they found the ship and everything. Yeah. yeah. But, like, that's that's what I love. Because you don't, like, even if you think you know, I feel like you don't really know. Like, there's no surefire. Like, maybe some things, but, like, like, when did Blair get turned? When do you think he got turned? I mean, I would assume, obviously, it was... After the beginning of the movie, it was once they <laughs> arrived. Yeah. Once the Norwegians arrived. It could have been from the dog. Yeah. It could have been from the dog before he did the autopsy. And he didn't know. Um, like yeah, he but could the have dog been didn't bite anyone or anything. He was licking the one dude. Oh, did he lick him? It was uh, was, was it Blair that he licked? Or no, it was it wasn't Clark. Blair. It was Clark. Yeah, Clark. Clark. Um, Who, it's Clark. Poor, poor end of the stick in this movie, man. <laughs> poor guy. The only one who actually gets murdered as a human being. Like, it's murdered. It's just straight up murdered. <laughs> but yeah, I. But yeah, so I mean, it had to have been. It had to have been the dog. Or so it could have been the dog or it could have been the autopsy. Yeah, that those that's what I would put it there. And it's and one then, of the two. And then I I obviously think I think Palmer for sure was the one who the dog changed at the beginning. It was either Palmer or Norris. It was one of those two guys. Because Norris yeah. like Palmer it never shows him get like attacked or anything. The only people you actually see get attacked are we see we see the dog and all the dogs get attacked in the pen at the beginning of the movie. Right. Then we see Bennings because they move after the autopsy. They're like, okay, we can't keep this body by us. So they move it into that research room. And they're like, McCready, you got to move your stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he moves his stuff. And then they move it there. But then, like, Windows goes away and comes back. And Bennings is just, like, 
just like tangled up with these mm-hmm. tentacles coming out of his mouth and like all coiled up around him. Yep. Horrible, gruesome death. And then they come back and he's gone. I love that so much. They're like, wait, where'd he go? And then they see him running away. Um, and then that was one of my favorite parts too was Bennings's death because um, like next to Norris's was because of that scream that he does right before he dies. Like, like, because he's got, like, the alien hands, yeah, and he's uh, sitting there, like, found out, and yeah. he's just, like, like, that scream that he lets yeah. out, like, that was, like, the most That's, horrifying like, noise. It was so, so scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a terrifying noise. And then, like, when I was watching it the second time, I was like, did he do that because, A, he knew he was about to die, B, he didn't know what he was, or was he trying to call for help? Like was it like a like a yell for like help? I'm gonna like help him dying, right? Right. Like what was it? I just I, I mean, loved it so it's much. All, I mean, yeah, it's all up for interpretation, which is so cool. I know. I like to um, think that it was like it was like he was like he was like no, <laughs> like, he was like no, don't kill me. <laughs> I don't want to die. God, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what I like to think he was doing, but uh, yeah. But yeah, but so then he, so we see him, they burn him. They, they torch his ass, dude. Yep. Um, and then that's when they're like, okay, we have to burn everything. And so, and that's when I think they also, I think they might've maybe burned the Norwegian guys there too. If they did. It was around, I would say it's around that time. I, huh. I have to look back. I know I don't have an exact timestamp on it, but yeah. it was, uh, yeah, it was around that time they started to burn all the other guys and the yeah, stuff well, that they knew and like the things that they thought might have been infected clothes and stuff like that I think yeah or what yeah and then see and then like dude I don't know man I'm pretty sure McCready is a thing I like I've like I I really think he's a thing I know well see if he were a perfect imitation he wouldn't know he was the thing but he could also be self-aware that he is the thing. Yeah. And be so smart to the point where he's just outsmarting everybody else. I mean, think about it, though. It would totally make sense if he were the thing. Because, A, there was a moment in the film... Yeah. ...when everybody thought he was the thing. Yeah. Because they found his clothes. They found his... No, yeah, well, Fuse found his jacket. And, yeah. Right? And then... And didn't say anything. Yep. And then... And then Fuse goes missing... And then McCready, right? Because because McCready, I think, I don't. I goes, found the jacket. He goes, he goes back. They they were off. They that was when they were off. I think went up to his um, shack. Shack. Yeah, because they were all split up. McCready was by himself when Fugues died, and he was the last one to talk to Fugues. Yeah, alive. Because because Fugues had just found his jacket after like. It, it, and like the way that the shot is framed too with Fugues and McCready just looks so like there's a shot like when McCready showed like Fugues is like sitting in the dark in his lab because he's writing some notes and the power goes out and like right before the power goes out McCready is standing there in the lab talking to him and like the way the shot's framed is like McCready walks into the door light as if he's like someone like he's about to kill Fugues. Like it's like like you're 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 looking at Fugues and he's like sitting over a desk and we're like so it's like we're watching from 
the outside so we see everything from the front mm -hmm. so we can see the in front of Hugh Fuchs and behind him right um well, we can see behind him, but he can't. That's what I should say. But so McCready, like, comes into frame like he's, like, Mike Myers, dude. <laughs> like, straight up. Like, he shows up in the door frame. Like, Wait, is, does he come into frame like he's Mike Myers or Michael Myers? <laughs> <laughs> does he come in there that he's like, let's shag. He comes in and he's like, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, you're right. He comes in <laughs> He comes in like Michael Myers. And like and he's just standing there like I think he's got a flamethrower. Cause they all have flamethrowers at this point. Right. Because naturally every Antarctic US base is gonna have flamethrowers because of the ice. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. It makes perfect sense. Um but uh, but no, but so then anyway, like so, Fuse is writing something, and then the power goes out right after McCready leaves. McCready and him are talking, and then McCready leaves, and the power goes out, and Fuse goes outside to like he's like McCready, where'd you go? And that's when he finds McCready's jacket, and then that's the last we see of Fuse, and then McCready's jacket is gone from the spot where Fuse find it because McCready and Nulls find. Fuse's body because they're like is that Fuse and they pick up his glasses mm -hmm. but McCready's jacket isn't there with him like it was um, but Fuse was burned he was burned I just remember that he was burned because Nulls was like because remember Nulls was like why is he why is he burnt like that like how would he like you know what I mean but because he had a candle or a flare I think he had a candle with him and because he his body was burning when McCready and Nulls got there, and they were like, "Why is he burning?" And Fuse was or McCready was like, "Well, maybe he tried to kill himself because he knew that he was getting turned, so he wanted to burn." Dude, McCready is totally an alien. Yeah, dude, he's totally. Dude, McCready's totally an alien. Oh, but yeah. So so then, but so the jacket's not he there. He didn't let anybody get close to him either. He didn't, and he was and, not. And like, and how do we know that it was his blood? Yeah, blood testing. That's he, what I he, kept saying. He did or, the whole test. You know, he he made the test up. It was all him. And he was like, he took complete control. He tied everyone up, right? Yeah. Now, who took the blood in the beginning? Dude, that I, I don't know, was man. Was it McCready? But how though? How would it have did been McCready? Somehow, did he how could he have gotten McCready? I wonder if Gary oh, was like, the one with the key. Gary right? was the one with the key, and he said the only one he ever gave it to was Doc. It was Copper. Whenever he needed to get blood supplies. Cause if if McCready somehow was able to get in there and get that blood, then maybe he had extra blood. But my thing like normal blood to put in his container when nobody was looking. Because and also when, remember, he had no problem murdering, right? Yeah, he killed no problem, Clark. Boom. No, no problem murdering Clark. And R.I.P. Didn't let Clark get close enough to, you know, do anything no. to hurt him because you know if he, it yeah, did, he had, the he, thing would fight that back. That was an execution right? shot. Yeah. But the problem is, is like, so if if McCready, if Mac was the thing, right? Let's let's say yes. Let's say Hypothetical. yes. Hypothetical. Yes. Yeah, let's say yes. Mac was the thing, and he was the thing for a good majority of the movie. Um, if that's the case, do we believe that Mac 
knew that he was the thing or that Mac did not know that he was the thing? I've, I don't know because he gives that whole that's monologue. Problematic right I, there. It is problematic because I... that's a really great talking point because, <laughs> because he gives that whole speech where they're like, they're burning fugues and everyone. And like, I think it's after fugues dies. Is that when he's given, or it might have to be when Bennings dies. Cause that's when they're like, they're standing like, like McCree's the only one with a flamethrower and they're all standing in a line like over the burning corpses and McCready's giving this whole monologue like like I know that I'm not one of these things mm-hmm. and I also know that one of you guys or all of you guys are not human and he yeah. and then he's like and so it's like but so like now you're thinking about it and it's like well that means you could know that you're a thing too but just not because everything he's saying like like it applies to both ends of this speech right like, right. he doesn't want to attack them because he doesn't want to get attacked, but he doesn't want to get attacked because he could be the thing and then give himself away. Right. Right? So it's like it's like he's he's simultaneously, like, defending himself and preventing himself yes. from, like, like, any kind of blame. Yes, precisely. Yeah. But he's totally, like, I do... But the thing is, I can't figure out when he would have gotten changed either. Like, the only way for McCready would it... So, wait a minute. Who goes Who goes to the uh, Who goes to the UFO with him the first time? Yeah, that would be... Um... There was Copper and Palmer that went with him the first time. Because Copper went the first time, and they brought Palmer because he was the backup pilot in case something happened to McCready. Yeah, that's yes. And that's Palmer, correct. Copper. I don't think Palmer was was a thing yet at that point. Copper would get the key sometimes. Copper would have gotten the key sometimes, so maybe Copper was a thing too. Wow. Ooh, maybe something did happen that we didn't see off screen at the UFO, right? Yeah, potentially. That's the only way I could think because Copper was there with them, and then Palmer was there. Which I know Palmer. We know for sure he was a thing because he's. He, dude, his reveal was so great. He's just like, uh, and then he's just, his face just melts. I like the cut. It cuts to like, it's his normal face and it cuts to like Childs and Gary's reaction because they're still like tied up on the yeah. couch with them. And, like... and then like his face is normal and it cuts back and it's just like, obviously a practical effect. Oh yeah, yeah. But it still was, it's so it's good. It's so good. It's so good because it adds to it so mm-hmm. much more. Just to, like, actually be able to see his face look like that and know that it's not, like, CGI. It makes it so much more rewarding for me to know that someone put their time into making that rather than, like... Like, I mean, CGI is still cool, don't get me wrong. Nowadays, it's absolutely insane. But, um... But, no, but, yeah, so that would have had to have been it, right? Because I don't think Palmer's would have gotten changed there. Because I think the, the scene with the dog walking... And because Blair even says at one point when he's talking with Clark, when they first had the dog, the dog was walking around the base for like a day, like before they put him in the kennel away from anything. So the dog was obviously the thing. It just like so he could have like planted whatever else anywhere else, too. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. like, I mean, I bet you could argue that everyone was a thing at the end of the movie and they just didn't know. Yeah, they just didn't know. I really yeah. think that's probably... Because that's, 
I would think that's the best bet because that's the most way to make sense of them being okay with like, yeah, let's just wait. Right. Like, let's just, you know. Well, okay. So we'll think about this. So the ones that we know for certain outside of Mac, because he's like, you know, he's the one guy who like had all the control in the blood test scene. So yeah, he, we can't trust him in that scene, you know, because it might not have been his blood. Because mm-hmm. um, he, he had complete control over that. I but agree. the other ones that were tested at that time, Childs was tested. Gary was tested. They were all tested and they all came back. Outside yeah. of, outside of, um, uh, no, they because they tested all the blood because they did Clark and Copper's blood too because they did the blood test right after Norris's death. Yeah. So, so they didn't do Norris's blood because they knew, and then the people that were alive still, where it was Mac, Palmer's, Childs, and Gary, and Windows. and Windows, and Blair. But Blair was locked up in the tool shed at this point, right? Because he was like crazy. Yeah. And then. So we know for certain that Childs was not the thing at, at that moment. At that moment, because his blood checked out. Yeah. Same with Gary. Gary was not the thing at that moment. Same with Copper, because his blood Copper. checked out. And Clark. Clark's blood checked out, because they were like, so you murdered that man. And Mac was yeah. like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> but um, No shame in my game. I know, right? Dude, don't hate the player, um, hate the game. Um, he, he tested Windows too, right? Yeah. Before, before Windows. Windows was like the first no, one. Because exactly. Windows, like Windows, I thought it was interesting too when Windows, when they cut to Windows's like reaction for the test, like you really looked like he didn't know what his answer was going to be. Yeah. And he was like really relieved to hear that yeah. he was still human. Like, can you just imagine what that would feel like to know, right. like, if you like, am I human or am I like, or am I this thing? That's from outer space somehow. Uh, like, that's crazy. But yeah, so he like, cause, so he was definitely human. And then after that, they did. I think after the Windows, he did McCready because he was like, "Now let me show you what I already know." Right. And tested his own blood. Mm-hmm. And then they did Clark and Copper, I believe. And then after, I think after they did Copper, I think they did Childs or maybe Gary because I know I don't think. I don't I don't think Palmer was the last one. No, no, Palmer he was like was, the second to last yeah, one that well, they did. Yeah, cuz they tested that's when they found out. Yeah, cuz they tested the blood and it shot up yeah, out of the petri dish. So I think Palmer was just before might have been just before Gary and Childs potentially. Palmer's might have just gone last. I think he did go last. No, I don't think he was last because they t- I think I think it was before Gary. Before oh, Gary you're Charles, right. Because then, then after the they fact, tested Childs they tested last, Childs. and then Childs was like, "Wait, you're gonna leave me tied up with him here? Untie me! Wait a minute!" Yeah, and yeah. then and then so Gary was Gary the last, last. one tied yeah, up. Yeah, Gary was the last one. And he's like, he's like, I forget. He had some smart ass line that he said. I forget the line of dialogue. But I, it was yeah. great. Whatever he it's said, he was just like, yeah. He was just like, seriously, gonna leave me fucking tied up right here? And, <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> So I don't know, something like that. Yeah, no, you're something right. So, so, so Palmer was like that, third to last. Yeah. yeah. So they and then they tested Gary and Childs after. I love that they just like they all calmed down. And they're like, okay, back to the test. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing happened. Exactly. So yeah, that was 
Um, which side note, uh, before I forget, we've been talking about Mac and Windows. Mac and Windows. Wow. So this was 1982, though. So this was just a coincidence that there's a guy named Mac and a, and a guy named Windows in the movie. Because Microsoft and Apple. <laughs> yeah, that's didn't really exist funny. In 1982. No, that's really funny. Mac and Windows. <laughs> and Mac beat Windows, too. I don't know if Microsoft should be worried about that. But, but Mac totally beat Windows. Yeah. He torched him. Yeah, he did. He torched him, man. That's why. So it's just funny coincidence. But, that is a funny uh, coincidence. Notice that. <laughs> like, oh, that's funny. Mac, Mac and Windows. Windows. Oh boy, we love puns here. We oh, love puns on, yes, on real do. retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> we sure do, dude. Um, but then, like, moving on from there, I think we should like, like, so, so, like, there is, there's some other cool things about the film too. Like, I looked into a lot of, um, like, just like fun facts, right? Just like basic yeah. fun facts mm-hmm. of the film. Um, so, like, originally, like, for the role of McCready, like, originally Jeff Bridges and Nick Nolte were the two yeah. that they wanted originally. Right. So, like, that would, like, imagine the dude as McCready, man. He's <laughs> 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 so funny. That would be great. Um, or, like, you know, oh, you know what we haven't talked about yet? Is the title sequence. Oh, yeah. We t- yeah like, speak, like, of all the it. amazing practical yeah, effects in this awesome. movie. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's my favorite one. The way the that title they did sequence. it is so cool. Like, it's just creative. Like, yeah, you know, anybody could do it. It's just really creative. So, the, so from what I understand, the way that they did it is they took they took an animated film cell that said the thing, like the yeah. title, the title font. They drew, drew it on it. They drew it on an animated yeah. film cell, which they put on a fish tank. Yes, on which, the outside of the fish tank. They put it and on they, the outside, and they, and they covered filled, the fish tank. Well, they filled it with water. No, they filled it with smoke. Oh, was it smoke? Yeah. Yeah. Smoke. Yeah. Yes. And then and then they covered it with a garbage bag. Yes. I know they covered it with a garbage yes. bag. Plastic and then, garbage bag. And then they They lit something uh, they, on they fire. Ignited they, they ignited the, the garbage smoke. bag. Yeah. They oh you're right. Yeah. So the garbage bag like essentially would start to like burn form away. like burn away and form around those letters on the cell. The animated cell, which they drew is how yeah thing on, and so like the, I guess they had to do like I don't know quite a few takes to get it properly like the one that they wanted, uh, but yeah that's that's how they did it. Was, yeah, it was just like that. I so. had no idea that was practical. Dude. I remember I think we watched because we watched some of the feature at like the behind the scenes stuff after we watched, we were like we watched the movie and then we started watching behind the scenes. For like twenty minutes, and then we were like, "Wait, are we gonna watch all this right now?" And then saw that there was still like two hours left, <laughs> and it was already like midnight. And we were like, you "We'll know, come back to it." Yeah. <laughs> but but we got to the point where like like I remember where they said that that whole thing, like the whole title sequence, was practical, and like we both did like a double take on the TV to each other, like we we're like, "Wait, that was like that was real? You really did that?" 
Like, yeah, that's because no one would ever do that today in a movie. Like, uh, well, especially, well, especially with all the effects that you get now. Well, yeah. Well, nowadays you don't have to like yeah. or anything, but like, but I mean, it's still, you still can. It's be really cool and creative to do stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Just the and fact that they were and like, it's all to me, it's, it's one of a kind, the way that it's going to come in mm-hmm. like that. Like if you were to do something like that in today's, it wouldn't like, be, it's literally one of a kind. It can't be replicated that exact exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. So. Like it just happens happened perfectly for them like and it looked it looked so cool the way that sequence comes on like the just just the whole intro shot of like like we start out in outer space (laughs) and there's a ufo crash lands in the earth it doesn't tell you what year or when it happens you see it crash land in the earth and then just like just the big like the droning synth music and the big like thunder yeah. crash of the thing over like it was I was like okay so, this movie's gonna be great <laughs> so funny thing is uh, I you know I watched a bit more of that feature that featurette uh, behind the scenes on the thing and they were talking about how Universal Studios the company you know their logo is you know the planet it's the earth like they show like the big yeah, you know, Earth it is. and everything, and uh, they were worried that people were going to confuse the opening sequence with their actual like. Logo. <laughs> um, so they had like ideas like surrounding it because they were like, "Well, we don't want to put like ours right in the beginning and then have a cut cut immediately to that. Like they might think that it's the same or whatever, and that you know whatever." And uh, so they were trying to figure out, like, they were, they were like, okay, well, what if we do, like, uh, like Universal Studios, the logo, and then we pull the logo out of the shot, and then the spaceship comes and crashes into the Earth. And, and they didn't like that either, because they were like, no, like, you know, it's just like, I don't know, the studio just didn't like it or whatever. So they ended up, like, just not even putting the logo in the beginning of the movie. They just put... The you're right. The writing of it, Universal Studios. They, you're right. Or whatever, Universal Studios. And then they put it at the end. Universal Pictures or whatever it is. And yeah, they put it at the end. Uh, so yeah, so they didn't put it in the beginning just because of that, uh, which was interesting. I thought that was uh, that's an interesting. I like yeah, that's really fun. Like because I didn't even like I really didn't even notice that the Universal thing wasn't like there. Yeah. Like I but and and I think. Like, I mean, in, in hindsight, in, it might be in today's and, like versions, like and, re-releases. It and hold be, on, honestly, and hold on, and, and I know when it was released, it wasn't. And in retrospect, ah. releasing it like that with I think it adds to the movie more because you're like, because it, it doesn't take you away from it. It like you just go right into it. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So you're not like interrupted at all. Right. Like. Because, like, to me, like, it was, like, spaceship crash, and then, wait, Antarctica, and a helicopter, and a dog? It was mm-hmm. like, well, how do these things, like, relate? And then, I mean, obviously, we find out they relate very well. I just, I really like, I think, too, we should say something about the pacing of the film. Oh, like, yes. it was so, like, there was never a dull moment. Like, no. I wasn't bored with anything. I wasn't ever, like, why is this happening? Yeah, no, for a movie, for a film, you know, 40 years ago, 1982, yeah. the pacing is really, really well it's done. It's like... It, like, picks up, like, you don't, like, you're asking these questions, you're like, wait, what's going on here? Like, 
okay, they're shooting this dog. What's going on? Like, especially for really you, horribly. seeing it for the first time, like your yeah. perspective, like you didn't even know. I don't know That's how much you knew saying. about it. I was like, why are you shooting a dog? It, did you? You didn't hardly no, know. Anything, I didn't know really. anything about. So, this so you were just going in completely blind. Yeah, so you're just like. All right. Well, what what the fuck? Like, what's happening here? I knew that it was and, a horror. You know, all film. these questions are yeah. like rising, and you're like, okay, like you're thinking like maybe like there's a mo- they're going to be a monster at some point or something. But you're like, why? Why are they shooting the dog? This that. But it yeah. totally like takes you directly into the story and like like the the paranoia with between the characters and also just like you sitting with the characters from their perspective, not knowing who's what. Once you start finding out, like that, it that well, thing like, can take over people. And it's stuff like, like that. it it's was like, so, like I mean, I'm sure they use a dog on purpose because it was so like genius to me to use a dog just because like, like, anytime I see a dog in a movie, I'm like immediately there's no distrust like yeah it's a dog i'm like oh it's a good boy it's a dog like mm-hmm. like i'm just like if this dog dies i'm like normally when i watch movie i'm like this dog dies i'm not watching it anymore right but like i couldn't do that with this movie there's a lot of a lot of a lot of dog death in this movie <laughs> fair, fair mm-hmm. warning not really the dogs were not harmed in real yes. life just Which, well, speaking of dogs, though, let's shout out the dog should, jed the jed. canine actor yes. shout out Half jed wolf Half wolf, half dog. Yes, wolf dog. Jed. She was I. I um, which, by the way, that was not Jed running in the opening scene. It wasn't. It was a different dog. That was a different dog. Yeah, different dog that what? looked just like Jed. Uh, no, Jed was in the rest of the scenes though. He was the one walking down the hallway. Um, he was the one, you know, just walking, you know around the, yeah uh, the station well yeah right well because like well that's why i would like my thing with with jed uh is i he actually i think it was a very prolific dog actor he went on to star in some disney films and it was a very like he had oh, a very yeah. prolific dog acting career oh, he's a good actor so as far as canine actors go yeah like the top yeah, yeah top end tops off to jed but um, but he was he was a monster in this movie because <laughs> <laughs> he, was. he was and like but that was like for the first I think I timed it it was like the first half hour of the film like you're just like led to believe that the dog is just like it's just like why were these Norwegians trying to kill this dog and like there's some shots that kind of make you like question the dog because there's like one like at least in the beginning, you're like, "Oh, I'm so glad the dog's safe. Like they got him. He's safe. The dude that loves dogs has him. He's fine." And then, um, and then there's like, there's another shot later before they put him in the kennel with the dogs. Where like they're all sitting in like the rec room, and the dogs just like, they're like lingering on the dog in the hallway for like three minutes. He's just like standing, like staring yeah. down the hallway, and you're just like. Like what? Like then you're just like like okay, should Something's I be worried this about dog, this dog? Yeah. Like why do I have to be thinking about this dog? Well, and so then much? also when he, when he puts him in the kennel the first time, well obviously the only time, the, yeah. But when, when he first puts, and last, <laughs> first and last, when he when he puts him in the kennel, and all the other dogs, like at first they're just like kind of like they're sleeping and whatever, and the dog just goes in and he's like kind of peeping it out. And he sits down in the middle. Oh, lays yeah. Lays down very quietly, like just not like to disturb any other dogs. Wall. You know, he's just like, you know, I'm here. I'll wait till this human goes away. 
<laughs> and then and then he left and that's when all the dogs he that's when, up all the dogs that's when it went they, down they, they, the dogs went crazy they were like oh yeah. Well, yeah so the dogs start freaking out and like growling and stuff which was like a horrifying scene of like dogs dogs screaming and howling like one dog's literally eating the fence of the cage to try to get out of it yeah like just ripping it apart with his teeth another like and then like oh my god and then it's so horrifying dude because then that happens and then jed the the thing the canine actor which i guess we call it the thing the thing like as a dog it's like its face like does a predator right like, oh yeah just, like, uh-huh. like shoots out and then like and then all the dogs really start freaking out and then, like, I like, too, I, it must have been really dark in that kennel because, like, Clark heard everyone, like, screaming, and then he ran over to check on the dogs, and he, like, couldn't see in the kennel at first. Yeah. It was, like, pitch black. He's like, what's going on? <laughs> and he opens it, and all of the dogs jump out. Um, yeah, that was, that was, I looked at you after that the first time. I was like, that was horrifying. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> I did. was like, that was terrifying. Like I was like, oh my god! I was like not expecting it at all. Um, and then just from there, it's just like you don't know what to expect after that. Just mm-hmm. from there, you're like, all right, you're just in for the ride. You're in for the just, ride now, and it just goes, dude. It just goes, and it's yeah. But but that's the thing about the pacing is like. Like just when you're like you're finally like like starting to like really question the dog and like okay maybe this dog isn't such a good dog then the dog turns mm-hmm. and then you're like okay so obviously it was evil but now you're like okay but who else is infected and like or like who's gonna get attacked next and like there's so many like just the way it's shot like with like just the camera angles of like a lot of like it feels like pov shots too to where like you're watching someone walk up on someone mm-hmm. sometimes so you don't know like who's going there or whatever and like just the whole guessing game of it all just the whole yeah. time is it's it's so much fun it's, well it's the paranoia between the characters but yes. also the paranoia like within the viewer yeah uh viewing it you know from an outsider's perspective thinking like like wondering because they they did such a well job hiding like who was the thing at any given moment yeah that's why we're here debating who was still was back the thing at the end or childs was he the thing like that's why that's why we're still here debating these these things because you, you just don't know it's so uh, it could be anybody at any given time. Yeah, and that... Um, I, and they didn't... That, like, a couple times they gave it away, like, who was... But as soon as you saw who the thing was, they basically died, like, yeah, moments later. Yeah, so you didn't find out until everyone else found out, yeah, right? Like, you found, you out, found out, out with the that characters. other people were finding yeah. out, yeah. And, like, and the thing, too, is, like, like, it seemed like for, like, the first part of the movie, too, like, for the first little bit, like, everyone was, like, we're sticking together... We know that we can beat this thing if we all stick together. Mm-hmm. And then and then the dog dies. They're like, it's okay. We still got it. Like, we can still do this thing. Yes. And then Bennings dies. And then that's when they're like, oh, you're an alien, mm-hmm. aren't you? And then, and then like, that's when the group kind of, like, starts to, like, you can tell, like, that's when they, like, like, start, people really start to get on edge about, like, who's going where. 
and stuff. Like, I think they split the group up at one point, and McCready's like, you two go with him, and you go with him. And then one was like, well, why do I got to go with these guys? Like, they're definitely aliens. <laughs> like, you, like, they're just, like, you can tell that the group is just, like, after, like, until one person dies, they're, like, they're pretty downset on being a team. Yeah. And then one person dies, and then they're, like, I don't trust any of you fucks anymore. Right, right. <laughs> like, none of you are my friends now. Um, and it's just, like, it's so well, the way that it all, like, just, like, yes. like nothing happens too fast. Like, I don't, I feel like I've never seen a movie with pacing as well as this one. Like, yeah. To oh, me, was... it's just, like, masterfully paced. Oh, like, it is. And the suspense is so... So yeah, good. it's so good. It's so good, and like you just like you, like you said, you just don't know yeah. any given moment, and you really like watching it for the first time for you especially. Like, what's around every corner? Like, what's coming next? You know, that's that's part. But John Carpenter is you know he's really good with his suspense. At least in this. He's, oh yeah, he's incredible. He knows exactly how to do it. You like, know? And, um. He's he's show he showed that time and time again, but with the thing he just has this masterful craft. Yeah. With the pacing, the suspense, the horror, yeah. every aspect Dude, of even it. Even with even with Norris, like Norris was super scary for me because like he was like one where where like it was never at all like I never at all found a hint that he was infected. The only hint we got was when he all of a sudden started like, 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 at, like at some point, like he like grabs his chest because his chest starts hurting or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then like he does it again. And then the third time he like falls over and they're like, he's unconscious. And that's when they put him on the table and we get the amazing, the yeah, amazing, amazing amputee, uh. um, practical death there. But, um. But yeah, but like, yeah, like with him, like... Practical death. <laughs> yeah, he really died. Yeah, he really... <laughs> that was really the thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, you know what I mean. You know what I, I mean. Know. But, um... <laughs> uh, dude, so a couple quick things that I wanted to touch on real quick. Yeah. So, uh, when we were talking about the dogs, it reminded me about uh, how they actually got like all those screech, like all the screaming and screeches from the dogs, like howling and barking. And, like, oh yeah, being all scared and everything. And uh, I learned that um, the sound, uh, the sound um, mixer, mixer, sound the, well, the sound, sound designer, the yeah. guy who did the sound, he had the dogs uh, at his house or had some dogs at his house. And he would dress, he dressed up like in a trench coat and a very like menacing, like, like dark suit. So like, you know, the dogs couldn't see him in the <laughs> trench and like covered his face and everything. And, uh, when it was dark out, he would go outside and they would all be like in a room and like in the house or whatever. And he'd be walking around the windows and he'd be like, he'd come up and he'd like tap the window, and he'd, like <laughs> knock on the window and like, you know, cross past it and the dogs would start kind of like freak out a little bit that's incredible and uh so like he just he would torment the dogs yeah basically it's a real reaction for like yeah. for like a little while just wow. to get like all the <laughs> no, like this this these excruciating noises out of the dogs for the movie that's so uh, funny like he actually tormented the dogs for the, <laughs> the yes. scene when the dogs were getting yes. tormented <laughs> <laughs> so those are genuine dogs being tormented but again no actual dogs were harmed 
during the filming of the yeah. thing. Right. <laughs> they were all okay. <laughs> they went on to have very prolific canine acting careers. <laughs> um, but the other thing that I want to touch on uh, has nothing to do with that, but uh, it's another thing just that is so great about this movie. And it's actually funny to because this is another thing. So it's the music, it's it's the the score. Yes. The so the uh, the composer. I I'm probably gonna butcher his name. I don't know exactly how to say it, but it's Anio. Uh, what is it? Anio Anio. Uh, what's his last name? Mer- Morricone. Morricone or something like that. Morricone. I apologize if we Maricone. pronounced your last name wrong uh, or first name. Well, he's he, unfortunately he's passed. Oh well. Um, but for that movie, for for the thing, his score is prolific. It's honestly, it's an incredible score. It's it's so good. It's one of the best. And um, at the time in 1982, for how much this movie got shit on, he was nominated for a Razzie Award. For the score. And the Razzies are like the worst like awards. So it's really like, like all they, they nominate all the bad movies, you know, for like all the worst of the worst. So like he was nominated for worst score for the thing. Yeah. That's and um and like looking back on it, you're just like dumbfounded thinking at least I'm dumbfounded. I'm like, damn. Like no. That's crazy. And like that, because his score is so good, and it's like it's so iconic. Yeah, thing. I agree. I like the the score. I love the like with the score, like just so much like like droning and like so much of sort of like just the same notes repeating and droning that it's just like it puts you on edge. Like mm-hmm. you're like so uneasy. Mm-hmm. Like or like uh. Like the like the like heartbeat like bass drums yeah. in it too every now and then and stuff like that, like it, the the music was like part like it, it adds so much to the movie. Yeah, it, like well, to it's me, like it's like the for pul- me. It's, to me it's like the pulse of the film. Yeah, you know? no, oh yeah, 100%. so like like if the fi- the film itself is like the like the body of the film, like the body and the heart, like the heart is the thing. The body is the characters, <laughs> and, and the pulse, like the actual pulse, pulsating, like breathing, is the score. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah, because that's the thing that's like it's <laughs> a weird way to put it. I know. No, but. I. It makes total sense to me because, like, that's like it always comes back, and it's like it's always there, like, like just like we're breathing, right? right like we're always right. doing it. It's mm-hmm. always there, and it's like, and. Yeah, I, I, and like to me, like listening to it now, like there are so many things that I felt like, like, like this score specifically. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Twin Peaks. You, you might have, you might not. I, so no, I haven't. So, well, the, that. the music in Twin Peaks, it's, it's like, it's a lot like this, like with the like droning, like they just switch between two notes, like mm. boo, doo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're just switching and droning stuff, and it's like I feel like they probably took it from the thing because it's like all like to me they sound like exactly the same. Yeah. Like it's like the scores for each like the for Twin Peaks it came out in the '90s, so obviously it came out after the thing. Um, but Twin Peaks is that's another thing. That's a crazy show. <laughs> but uh, but no, but yeah, the the score like specifically I agree is it's like it's crazy that. 
that he had got so much like slack for it because like it w- it's so simple but it carries it so much you know what i mean right like and then and then i think i i'm pretty sure i read too that he actually he later the same composer he did another score i don't think it was for a john carpenter film it was for a different film but it wasn't so it wasn't the exact music from the thing but was, stuff that was recycled yeah. he recycled stuff from the score i'll tell you what movie i know what it was yeah okay you so, do okay yeah it was um yeah it was recycled music so unused music for the thing mm-hmm. uh that he reused for the hateful eight quentin tarantino that's what it was yeah. and it won him an oscar it won, he him won an oscar, oscar yes. for that yes. score in the hateful eight which is like so it's even funny it, well it's not funny but it's just crazy to think that his score for the thing initially earned him a razzie nomination yeah. for the worst score and then the recycled music that he used that for he the didn't eight. use for yeah that he didn't use yeah. for the thing but used for the hateful eight earned him an oscar nomination that's like the two opposite like ends of the spectrum. It's so weird. Like one end, he's nominated for the worst award, which didn't even make sense because like this movie is masterfully crafted, but it just didn't get the respect no, that it deserved. It totally it didn't. Out. And mm-hmm. on the other end, man, he earns, he wins the Oscar, right? And for like for for music in a movie that couldn't be like any further from this from the thing's plot, right? Like, it's, like, a movie so completely different, but he uses the same, like, recycled stuff. Like, like I just wonder what it, like, what, what would it have been like if the Hateful Eight score was in the thing, right? Like, right. what would that have been like? Right. That would have been really interesting. But, yeah, it's crazy that he got so much hate for that. Um, Which, even speaking about the score and everything, it's, uh, so John Carpenter, up to that point, he, uh, you know, he did a lot of his own scores, for everything, I think I he did. I think he did them all. Actually, did he do Halloween? That point. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know. Uh, so he normally composes his own music for his films, but this was, I think, I, I want to say, I'm like ninety percent sure that this is his first film that he didn't compose himself. Oh. Uh, so this was the first one. So he stepped out and let somebody else do it. Um, a couple other fun facts that I got, you know, we could throw out there and mention There's... there's like, uh, dude, one thing, uh, John Carpenter, apparently he had a multi-picture deal with Universal. Oh, okay. And this was before the thing came out. Yeah. And, uh, so he was going to be doing, making a bunch of movies with them. And after the thing, uh, came out and it was received so poorly, they cut, they, they dropped the, the deal. Wow. Yeah. And so he, so John Carpenter says, you know, his career would have been completely different had that not happened. Yeah. You know? It's, it's so, so crazy to me that this film could have flopped. Like, I mean, when you think like, obviously, I guess it came out with E.T., which like, I mean, I think I've only ever seen E.T. like once when I was like five. You know what I, I, I can't remember watching E.T., like, I can't remember seeing it. I know I've seen it at some point, yeah. but I can't remember it because I was way too young. Yeah, for dude, E.T., that's, I mean, and, we'll get we'll get into E.T. maybe one day, but yeah. E.T. E.T. is um, another story. Very nostalgic for me. Is it? Yeah, very. Oh, well, then we'll very definitely get into high, it. Very, highly nostalgic. Well, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's no, a yeah, fantastic movie. I mean, 
Like, yeah, it's no, crazy. We'll definitely see it again sometime we'll watch soon. It. We'll watch yeah. it. Yeah, we'll watch it. We'll get it up yeah. here. Um, there were some other cool things, too. Like, there was a, a, a magazine called Fangoria Magazine. That in the um, in the early '80s they didn't they ended up not doing it. But when the movie was announced in, in 1981, this magazine actually did like a they did a drawing contest for the thing, and like they put ads out in a magazine to have people send in submissions oh, for, a, for, for a drawing. Yeah, for Fangoria yeah. for the thing, and like you can look at if you look up the Fangoria Thing magazine uh, or the Thing magazine competition. You Google it, and you can still see all the images and stuff today yeah. of, like, a lot of the images and stuff. But, like, it was pretty cool. They didn't end up using the drawings. I think the winner, I don't think they ended up using it in the movie. I think they just kind of did it. Did they end up using it or no? Did they? Uh, No. I, I don't think they ended up using the winner so. in the movie. No. But I think I think they probably took some inspiration because I, I Googled a couple of them, and a lot of them were, like, crazy like tentacly messes of like just yeah. tentacles all over the place yeah. and scary eyes a lot of them are really creepy so yeah. if you want to you can totally Pretty look cool. it up yeah um but then like otherwise i mean what else do you want to say about this amazing movie so actually something that we i know we mentioned it while we were watching it uh was the uh so many uses of fade to blacks Oh, yeah. So, so many weird fade cuts. Interesting yes. fade cuts, for sure. And, um, but, you know, so, like, that, I, they don't bother me. Like, the movie, like, the movie itself still plays so well, whether, you know, it, the fade blacks don't bother me. It's yeah. just, it's just that you, it, they're noticeable. You notice, you're like, like oh, another fade the black, one, Like, the biggest black. one for me was in the beginning with the dog. When the dog walks into that, whoever's bedroom it yeah, is, and, and you fades, don't see it, yeah. and it just, like, it just fades to black. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait, nothing else happens? Like, yeah. what? Which is like, which in like, again, I'm going to say it, in retrospect, <laughs> it's great because it's like, um, like thinking on it again the second time it's like it's like okay well that they did that because because now you don't know what happened like like right. they lead you they want you to think that the dog is up to no good maybe like there's something going on with the dog mm -hmm. but they don't want you to know it just yet right but so then because i think the dog goes into the room before he gets revealed as a thing Right? Yeah. Because yeah. once the dog's revealed, he's yeah. not a fucking dog yeah. anymore. He's like right. a crazy tentacle alien mess. Um, but yeah, so like, and then we're, there's some other ones that just kind of happen. Like, they're, they seem to be like randomly placed. But like, I kind of wonder if like, if we did go back and watch it again, if we paid attention to it. Like when they are, when Like when they are, like if it's of, like to try to like keep it ambiguous. Yeah, and like cut moments short. So yeah. that we're not seeing what we're supposed to see. Like, exactly. Like is there, so is there hidden stuff behind the fade to blacks? Yeah, well, you would like, think so. Like when, like when they're used, are they so strategically placed that... In that scene is when somebody like the stuff that we're not seeing after the fade to black is that when somebody is being getting turned turned because yeah because like the dog goes in like I does it fade to black when they're at the Norwegian base? Oh, I don't remember. I don't think now, so. Now, this could be an interesting this thing. This could right be here. a new fact. <laughs> this could be a new, like maybe, a new uh, clue. Maybe we figured something out here. We might be honest. You know, and it, so, like, 
to do with the fade to blacks, uh, the editor was mocked for putting them in, but John Carpenter backed him on it and said, no, these stay. Like the studio didn't, they were like, these are too, this because well, it feels like blacks. such a weird thing to put in a movie. And, um, like, and they fought for it, and, uh, and they were I like, think... they were like, no, like him and the editor were like, no, the fade to blacks, like I think, we need them. Yeah, saying. I think you're so, right. Do they mean something? You know, I, I think I don't know if they maybe mean anything, but I think they just they just it helps lean into the whole like no one knows what's going on mm-hmm. at all in this movie at any point. Right. Like, it's just like a whole. Like it's like a murder mystery, murder monster mystery, sci-fi, <laughs> sci-fi thriller, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it's um, it's so, it's so cool. <laughs> I just I it love is. this movie so much. Um, well, we... to to even go off of that though, like if those if those are maybe a sign of something like that, yeah, uh, I know that you know this is the um. The cinematographer, what he did with the lighting. Yeah, well, there's a little... Yeah, so, so this is actually, like, for if... I don't know, this is, like, really cool. Like, probably the coolest thing I think I found when I was reading it. So, like, when I read it, I was like, oh! Like, that was the, I read it, and I yeah. instantly wanted to watch it yeah. again and see if it was true. But so, like, so there's a camera, tr- a camera trick that the director of photography did. Dean Cundy is his name. C U N D E Y is how it's spelled. Dean Cundy. Yeah, Cundy. Cundy. Like yeah. I apologize. Um, but but no. But so they what they said they called it was they called it a little a little gleam of light. And so like if you look, whenever anybody is a a thing, whenever they've been imitated, like you have to look really close because it's really tiny. But like right right over their pupils. If they're a human being, there'll be a little, little tiny beam of light reflecting on their pupils. Like, just a little dot. Yep. A little tiny dot. It's easiest to see, I think, in the scene with Palmer's and Gary when they're, like, doing the blood test. Yeah. Because you can see Gary's, both of Gary's eyes with the dots in his pupil. And then then you see Palmer, and he's got shadows over his eyes. Mm -hmm. And then right after that is when he gets revealed. But... So the so the interesting part about that is that going back to the thing with McCready at the end is that he he, he, had, he had the light the light on yeah. his eyes. Childs did not. Child Childs did not. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's it, the cinematographer said that it was a trick that he did specifically to to show, to show. yeah, but in the end. If if that is true and they legitimately did that and John Carpenter wanted that specifically, if that's true, then Mac is not the thing. No, and, it and be, Childs is the thing. Childs is the thing because because even that like so now I'm thinking too like then it would be like like where was Childs every time we were watching Mac do anything right? Well, Childs was gone for a good portion towards like the end. where was Childs when Mac left Fugues right? Like because Fugues was the one who found McCready's jacket, and then yeah. and then as far as we know, McCready was the last one to see Fugues alive. 
And then Knowles and McCready found Fuse's dead body and they left Childs in the base, right? And then when they're at, I think they're at McCready's shack or something and they see like Childs walking around outside all alone because he's like, oh, I think I saw Blair out there mm-hmm. or whatever. So like, oh my God, just, you can talk yeah. about this film forever. Yeah, Childs was gone for a little while. Childs was gone Towards for a little the end while. There. Props, also props to Childs too. I think he was played by, um, who, oh, what's uh, his name? His name is... Um... Keith David. Keith David. Keith David. Keith David. Shout out to Keith yes. David, President Rick and Morty, my guy. Yep. <laughs> Keith David, dude. Prolific, great prolific, you know, great and, actor. And he got that role. He wasn't even, you know, he hadn't done much. At, no, point, he was, so yeah. That was, he was one of, I think one of his early roles. They had talked about having either Carl Weathers or Ernie Hudson yeah. play him in the beginning, yeah. which I think would have been cool. But I, dude, Childs was great. Yeah, no, I think yeah, I think he, he killed David killed it. Yeah. So yeah, he that was, was that was really cool. So um, good, but yeah. So I mean, in the end, I don't know, man. Like I know that's what the director of photography said, but like. I just like I feel like McCready was just way too sus the whole movie, dude. To think that he like is still human, I don't know. But that's the beauty of it. I know is that you're never gonna know. We're never gonna get an answer. Yeah, we'll never know for sure. And we're gonna be. Like, I think John Carpenter says, you know, I, you know, one of them is the thing at the end. Yeah, but it could be both, though. I guess too. Both. Like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but that's I would, that's the beauty of it. Like you, you could said. believe that it's Childs because like he's not there during the last fight at all and doesn't mm-hmm. like he like for the last like like he should he's he's in like one part I think of the last like 15 20 minutes of the film. Right. Until like the end. Like he like they see him and then Gary Nalls and McCready go away and they leave Childs alone. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they don't see him again until he's, like, walking around outside doing whatever. And then, like, he shows up again at the end of the movie, like, just walking right. like nothing. And then, so maybe maybe he is the thing. Could be. Could be anybody. You could be the thing. Yeah, I could be the thing. You could be the thing. I, how would I know? How would how would you how would you what would you do to test me if I was a thing? What would you do if I if you wanted to figure out if I was a thing right now? I'd stab you. You'd stab me. <laughs> but then if you weren't, I'd be screwed. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't work for you at all. I'd take no, you over in an no, instant. No, I would have to. Uh, uh, like with the things immediate to you in this room, man. What are you doing? I'm grabbing a lighter. Yeah, I'm taking a lighter. I'm grabbing yeah, a lighter. That's what I'm thinking. And I'm holding it in front of me for dear life. Yeah. It's just like waiting to fend you off until I can get like a. I don't have a flamethrower in here. I got some air freshener though. Gotta get us a, pl- a flamethrower. Yeah. We now like after watching this movie, I think a flamethrower needs to be standard in any Antarctic household. <laughs> standard. <laughs> yeah. If you live in Antarctica, uh, maybe think about moving, but. <laughs> Also, also get a flamethrower. You never know what's out there buried in the ice. <laughs> Could be anything. <laughs> Could be anything. Um, no, I guess. I guess one last thing uh, that we we could touch on here is uh, is the um, the the nihilistic theme oh. throughout the film. Yeah, it's a big part um, of this. 
how grand you know how grim it was and yeah. the uh, uh, just paranoia, you know, Bleak, trust and paranoia, isolated, yeah, and everything out in the middle of nowhere. Also, like I I know that it um, the writers you know knew about it at the time you know back in the eighties, AIDS was a big thing. Um, like it was just kind of like starting to become more prominent in you know just the lives of people. People knew about it. And it was, you know, mm-hmm. they knew that it was spreading and that sort of thing. And the writers, you know, were aware of this and they thought about it uh, while they were writing the, they, you know, comparatively while they were writing the script. And I think that, I'm not so sure what scenes, but I think that in a couple of the scenes, there's like some stuff up on the walls that says like, you know, some, just some like, you know, posters in the background that you see that really? has to do with stuff like that, that kind of like, oh. because it's all about like, you know, um, how, how like the only way to test rays is through blood test. And, yeah, and like you don't know, and um, like all these like sort, sort of things. Holy so, crap, that's a really big uh, metaphor, man. So yeah, so like the blood Whoa. test thing, like I Whoa. think might have been like a big comparative like type of scene that was like very like um. Well, just the whole, with, with that, just so. the whole thing itself, like doesn't. Like correct yeah, well, me the if whole I'm idea wrong. of like being paranoid about like well, anybody could have it. Well, hold on. But wait, correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure like doesn't the AIDS like or HIV virus it it comes in acts like your cells and kills your blood cells in your body, right? Isn't that basically what it does? I mean, I, I I'm, listen. I don't. I'm know no 100%. doctor. Yeah, I don't know. So, I know it definitely. It definitely affects but, your yes. white blood cell counts. So now, it what does, does the yeah. thing do? The thing essentially attaches to your cells and kills them all and yeah, takes and them over. Them. It's like it's a whole. It's a whole. Way, the though, thing is the like the virus. Yeah. Like I just like that's yeah. wow. It's, so yeah, it was something interesting what, that I thought. Whoa, but that's a really good weird good connection. Yeah. Wow. So it's, yeah. it's interesting. Just themes probably for the t- for that time. Who could that tie? Um, that could also tie into maybe why people didn't like it, especially because it took such a nihilistic. It took approach such a nihilistic to it. approach. And it was to like it. you know everybody. You know, but like did this it. thing could definitely kill all of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. People like, were like, no, I'm not about that life right now. Dude, all it takes is two hundred like twenty seven thousand hours. That's it. That's all it takes. I'm gonna go see ET. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, but the uh, just like I, you know, I'm a fan of nihilistic. I am films, too. Yeah. Like nihilistic endings. Because they make very you ambiguous think. nihilistic. Yeah. Um, just things. Yeah, they really do make Instead you. They of, challenge you. They really challenge you. Yeah. They challenge your psyche. And instead of it just being like, oh, that was so nice and warm and comforting. Mm-hmm. I feel so happy now. You like, like it, that. don't get me wrong. That's great. It's totally great to have a lot of movies that do that because mm-hmm. we need that because the world is crazy and messed up. But like, it's still good to get those movies that really make you think about like, like just like morality and like, like just like just the nature of like even just like friendship and like trusting like who can you really yes, trust right and like do you really know anyone when you think you know right you know what i mean like right there's so much like you've been like you've been with them the whole time but like can you really trust them like have you yeah been doing something behind your back when you just turn your you know yeah like at, at any instant or... anyone can be an enemy 
Right. Yeah, anywhere. So and it's like, just like, like you always got to be on your guard. You yeah, know? it's like what do you do? How what do you how do you react? What would you do if like yeah, I would if I was in this situation, I don't even know what I would have done. I would have like for sure just locked myself in a room like just away from everyone and just what a hope for the best. <laughs> like never like not even knowing if like cuz I'd never like I wouldn't know if I was the thing. But I wouldn't want to turn anyone into the thing, and I wouldn't want to get attacked by the thing. So right. I'm hiding. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to hide the whole time. I don't blame you. <laughs> Probably one of the best things to do. I'm not trying to kill it like McCready is. It's like so dead set. I'm like, we got to kill this thing. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's true. We do got to kill this thing, but I don't want to die. Yeah. My life's too important, man. <laughs> I got shit to do. <laughs> People to see. Yeah, yeah dude. Um, um, and just the whole, like, we talked about it so much, but the whole fact of, like, not knowing in the end of, like, if anyone's safe or if they're really all dead or if one of them is the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it leaves such a, like, an uneasy taste in your stomach. Right. That, like, that makes you really, like, it almost makes you wish that they made a sequel. Yeah. Um, but, like, from what I've heard about the prequel, I'm I'm glad they did make a sequel. Yeah. From what I've heard about some of the things. But well, I would still like to watch the prequel, definitely, yeah. at one point. I mean, I've never seen that, I mean, yeah, obviously. Check it out. I mean, obviously, it's... In the vein, of the, the thing, thing, the biggest thing this, that I learned, this film is obviously far. The superior. thing is like master film, like for yeah. like I do. I saw it and already like it was like out of the movies I've seen, it's like top ten for me at least, maybe top five even. Like oh, wow, dude. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. I guess probably that oh, we'll yeah. we'll come to find out as we move through these episodes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But um, but no, like for me, like. I really enjoyed every minute of the film, man. Oh. Like from just from the second it started to it, like a UFO flying in space. Like I didn't, like, I thought it was gonna be like I had no idea what to expect because, like we said, I went into it blind. I was like thinking it was just gonna be some like classic like '80s monster film, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like or just something like Halloween, which is good, but like the same kind of thing. And it was like. I did. I didn't expect anything that I saw in yeah. the movie to happen. It's a wild ride. It's a it's a it real wild ride, time, and man. I would I would definitely recommend watching it if you haven't yet. Oh, Oh, one hundred. It's like as far and as if you like, haven't seen it yet and you listen to this, shame on you. Yeah. If but shame if you if you. you haven't seen it and you paused this to watch it and then come back, we love you. You're yes. amazing. That's what we want. That's we what keep you coming back. Do keep coming back and stay back um <laughs> but otherwise if not if you just listened to it and took all the spoilers you've really cut yourself out on a big treat here but like like because this is just already it's a film that almost makes you wish you could go back and see it again for the first time you know what i mean oh yeah like to just like have like for me at like that was such a wild ride as like a movie i just never like didn't know anything about just didn't hadn't seen or like read anything about it before i knew it was Mm -hmm. like popular because it's a cult classic or whatever but like completely blew me out of the water oh yeah i was i was i was in love with it i'm so happy that you loved it i mean i i I 
figured that you would. Yeah. I really did. Uh-huh. Because it's so good, but um, <laughs> it's just, just the it's the just, bomb. Just, I I knew it was great. Kind of like looking over at you a couple times while we were watching it, just seeing how much you were just enthralled. Oh, in the experience! Dude, my jaw was, was on the floor most of the I was film. Just like, oh yeah, dude. dude he's, he's my jaw, right like when so people good. died, when the people started dying, and like, dude, get, uh, Copper's death with Norris on the table, dude, yeah. like. On screen deaths ever that is like that's so high oh, up on my list. It's a top tier for sure. Just it's one like, of the best. and then to even go back and like research it later and learn that they literally had a man with no arms mm-hmm. on top of the table there, so they could rip the arms off yeah. and get that like practical effect of someone like going like ah with no yeah. arms. Like it's so cool, man. They, just, they had to do that twice too. Did they? Well, because well, they had to do a couple things twice because, like you know, a cu- a couple, some of the effects they only have kind of like one shot at. You know, They're yeah. Like, All right, we got one take. Yeah, we've, yeah, we've been there. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, they messed it up. And it's actually, it's actually a really funny story, actually. So Rob Botine, I'll try and make this quick. Yeah. But the, uh, you know, the when the head rips off. When he, it turns into the spider. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like it the neck like is like sliding. all stretching and yeah. stuff. And it's all that green, like gooey stuff. The bile. Um, oh, yeah. So that scene, initially, uh, you know, they they only, you know, one take. They had one take at it. And John Carpenter was like, you know, I got, I, I you know, we got to have, uh, you know, flames in the scene, in the foreground, you know, because that's when they're spraying, you know, they're shooting the, the other thing. So when the head drops off, so we have to have, yeah, uh, we have to have the flamethrower. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, meanwhile, you know, Rob Botine, the guy who made the, the, the neck, all the prosthetics and stuff, he made this thing out of like, like, he said like gum, like bubble gum and like some like other like. Just mixture of like sh- just shit that I forget exactly what it was, but just a mixture of stuff. Yeah. And it smelled like, you know, it smelled like <laughs> awful. awful. Like people were like smelling this and they're like, oh man, dude, what's that smell? He's like, oh yeah, it's just this thing that I concocted for the for the uh, for the rip of the neck and everything. So it's like, you know, it's like these fumes, like kind of picking up fumes off of it. And uh so so they they light the fire when they go to do the scene you know they're like, all right action and they do the scene and as soon as the they light the fire <laughs> an explosion dude and oh, in the dude. room everybody's just like so like the smoke kind of clears out you know moments later and he's he Rob Bottin is laughing about it and he's explaining <laughs> it and he's like. He's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, the, you know, like the car, old cartoons, like Bugs Bunny and stuff, you know, uh, when, when an explosion would happen, like Looney Tunes, an explosion would happen and all their faces would like be black. You know, after <laughs> yeah. the explosion. He's like, it was just like that, but everybody's face wasn't black, but they looked like that. They had the same face where they were just like, like what just happened? <laughs> it, just shit. <laughs> it just blew up. It just blew up the room, blew up this whole fucking thing. And, oh my uh, god! So they had to take like a whole another like one and a half day to like reset wow. it up and get everything like ready again. Oof. And like the next night, they went ahead and shot it, and it was a success. But yeah, and was, what a success it was, dude! dude yeah, yeah. 
What yeah. a success the whole thing was. Just the, all of it, entire. Because there was a, I know there was a couple different moments where they had one shot at it and they had to redo it because something went wrong. Yeah, I don't remember which and ones. I, we do, yeah, we know that pressure. We know that pressure. Yeah, I've been one there. shot at. Oh it, yeah, and bam! The shot does not go right, and you're like, <laughs> son of a god. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> so it was like, now we got to do this for uh, another day. <laughs> but, uh, no. Oh, yeah, man. I'd like, uh, it's just overall a fantastic yeah, film. I'd like practically, as far as practical effects go, I don't think I've really seen oh, it's got anything to, got better. To like, as effects. far as practical effects, like, I don't think I've seen anything better, man. Yeah. I saw that. The final, the final version of the thing that they had that McCree fought, or McCree, McCready rather, McCree, the Overwatch character, <laughs> McCready, um, that he fought on, in the like that like mine shaft, whatever they were yeah, in. Right. Um. Uh. Oh, that's enough. I wanted to say to mention the part where Blair like grabs Gary's face and like melts his hand into his oh, face yeah, dude. and like drags him off oh. screen. That was amazing. Oh, like dude. Gary's like Blair's hand is like just like formed. Just like forming into it. Like his what a fuck what face, a cool like, what a cool effect. Yeah, um, it was awesome. But then but then after that, like the thing the thing that like it charges McCready in the ground and bursts out of the ground. Yeah. They had to have fifty people operating it at once 50 different technicians were moving every like to like open the side and push the wolf head out of the side (sighs) of it and like like could you like there would be so much fun puppeteering like yeah like to do a practical shoot like that like i it would be it would be a lot of work and like props and much respect to people that put the time into making all those effects, doing them, and then making them again and doing them a second time yeah. because the director put his Starbucks cup in the shot or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just doing uh, doing all of that stuff. Like, it's just, it's so crazy and so much respect needs to be shown to those those artists, man, mm-hmm. those craftsmen. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. 100%, man. Yeah, no, I feel like I had one more thing that I wanted to say. Dude. One more. I'm, I I don't. It's I had it and I lost it. I don't think I have it written down. Oh no, I know what it was. Nice. Okay, so no, it was basically, um, in the end sequence. Initially, I know that I I saw. I was like, oh really? That's cool. And I saw some unused footage in that behind the scenes featurette that I was watching. Was they uh they actually made miniatures for that scene. For the, like the the creature and everything, really, and uh, for that they did it stop motion style. So they made some stop motion stuff Whoa. of the, the creature for that whole like end sequence when it blasts out of the ground and it's there and like doing all wow, that shit. Wow, that's cool. And um, so yeah, so they recreated the entire fucking scene in miniatures for stop motion, and they recreated like the monster and everything in stop motion. Um, and so they, they shot it, you know, these frame by frame yeah. as, as you do with stop motion as, yeah. and, uh, they cut it with that footage initially in the movie for the end. And, you know, they shot it the other way too, I believe, but they didn't know if it was going to work or if it was going to look, you know, as, as realistic, you know, that they yeah. wanted it to look and everything. So they did this kind of like, as like a, 
That they, they, I guess they thought that like that was going to be better. I, they thought the stop motion was going to be better, essentially, oh, and I no think way. the other version was the backup. Yeah. But they, I guess, once they had it in the film, John Carpenter just thought he, he just with his eye, he was just like, yeah, I can just, I can tell that it's stop motion, and it just like the yeah, like back I then, feel like back then they didn't have the effects to be able to like go in and smooth it out. Yeah, exactly. And stuff and like it just hop on the computer and be like, oh yeah, let's smooth this stop motion. Yeah, like, I definitely think it would have so, been like it would have been a major like to go from like live action photography to all like stop motion animation out of yeah, nowhere. Like it was like, kind of like cut. It would like it, it would have felt yeah. like it was something that was like really put in there like at the end. Right. That they just like oh we gotta do this really quick. Well, like, I saw I saw the footage. You know, was it good? It was in it. And it looks it looks cool, but you can definitely tell that it's not. They, you can just it's not practical. Tell that it's well, stop I mean, motion. I guess it still is practical, but it's not. just a different form. So yeah, like you could tell that it's stop motion in comparison to just being done like practically, like so, readily there. You know, like what does so, the thing look like? Did it still look like the thing? Yeah. That looked like in the movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, everything was like everything looked the yeah. same. I know, like, I know that, like, because I know they made like a whole miniature little set of that underground. Well, I know, and everything, like so. John Carpenter. I know, like for the, like the storyboards and everything for the film, like his vision was just like so clear. Like even the storyboards, I saw, like I read that the storyboards they drew up for the film were like really just like identical to what they put on screen like yeah. they really much like just took what john carpenter wanted and put it on the screen right because he had just such like such a i couldn't like how do you come up with this shit like i don't understand how people come up with this stuff man. like you know what i mean like and to have like such a specific like I know every step of this journey i know exactly what's gonna happen when it's gonna happen yeah. like just it it blows my mind and i just i give so much respect to film writers and artists and oh just big like time i mean i know how difficult it can be you do too you know yeah oh you yeah know, we work in film so we know a bit about that side yeah, of things i know but i but i can't i'm not a writer i can't write yeah. dude no like i can't that's like think of a plot characters conflict climax yeah. rising action falling action exposition i mean jeez it's, it's a lot, but yeah, I guess. But it's, know, some people like you know I I write a bit, so like I know yeah. kind of from that side of things, and just like, I mean sometimes I it's different for every writer though. It's honestly it's different for every yeah writer. right Everyone like kind of has their own methods and you know but it's just time and time again you dig deeper and deeper into the story, keep kind of like yeah. digging into it deeper. Like you write it once, it's rough. You write it, you know, you keep digging deeper into like these characters into their actions into who they really are into you know what they're doing into you know what's happening uh, yeah between like what what the situation is how the characters would react and and then like it all really starts to form especially when once you really get set with the actors and everything too like because like you know like your cast who's playing the actors they bring their own kind of like special you know the part of themselves like, yeah. into the character, you know, mm-hmm. so they bring this special sauce. <laughs> like to, <laughs> yeah, they put the their mixture, zest you know? on it. Yeah. And uh so like they all kind of have these different ways about them too. So like it's 
it's a it's a full on process that takes yeah, a long, it's all, long time. Yeah, it's 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 the, that's the thing that I love about movies and making movies is that it's really a product of everybody putting in all of their effort yes. to getting it done and mm-hmm. getting it done right. Right. And like and it's so it's so hard and it is so much work to make a film and do it all. Like it's such you're going to be spending long hours. Mm-hmm. You're going to be doing things over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then but like once you finally like you get it all put together and that vision just like finally comes out, it's like it's so rewarding and it's so cool. Yeah, it's like filmmaking is just so great, and it, talking about film is so great. It's, Always, it's the best. It is the yeah, best. Yeah, it's awesome. It's incredible. But yeah, dude. I yeah, love this movie. Love it. Um, Five also, UFOs I, out of. I don't know. I don't, I don't think we really <laughs> talked about it, but the performances by all the characters. Yeah, wonderful portrayals. I know we talked about Childs, but everybody. We about McCready a lot. Yeah, Kurt Russell, dude, McCready. He was phenomenal. Um, yes. So a lot of wonderful performances all across the I don't, board. I don't know all the actors' names, unfortunately. Oh, I can't. I can't give you all the actors' yeah. names either. I know. But, I know um, Keith David and Kurt Russell. Yeah, for sure. Um, but there's probably a couple of other guys that I stellar might know stellar performances all around, man. Um, like, yeah, dude. Everybody, everybody did an awesome job. Also, I loved so. too. I loved Copper's nose ring as well. Copper had a nose yeah. ring like that. I just loved because I just like, like that's just such an interesting thing for like the character to have. I don't. Like, right. I wouldn't have like for for like another thing is too. There's no women. The only woman in this movie is the chest voice. Yeah, the at the voice. beginning, which is John, which was John Carpenter's ex-wife. Well, yeah, it is John Carpenter. Oh, it's his wife now. No, no it's it, his, it his ex-wife now. What I think it was, was his, his wife, wife at the time during the time of the filming. Yeah, but yeah, his wife just recorded like because it's like the one throwaway yeah. line for a, for a female character. But I think like that's another thing we could have talked like about more. Oh, how it was all men. How it was all men. Know, which all adds adds to so much more of the movie. Yeah, and like it just. Yeah, there's like we could spend a week talking about this movie, yeah, and then still not have talked about everything. I'm sure. Oh yeah, you dude. know what I mean. Like, it, well, because especially because there's so many unanswered questions that so, we could just sit here and speculate, and all like just mm-hmm. trying to figure out all these unanswered questions that ultimately we'll never figure out, but we can just continuously talk about all the theories surrounding it. I'm going to go to the so, grave never knowing if McCready or Childs was actually an alien or not. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take that to the grave with me. Now. Yeah, you are. Like, I'll never know. We all are. Well, like, we can think we know because, like, yeah, McCready had the gleam of light on, on his eyeballs, like the director of photography says at the end. And, yeah, Childs didn't, but... McCready did a lot of sus stuff in that. He movie. was suspect. He was for sure. sus, and there's no, there's like the 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 great part about it is that it's really just like it's like they they just did it so well to put in the fact that the thing wouldn't know it's the thing if it was a thing, right? Right? Like if it is an imitation, it wouldn't know until someone tries to kill it, right? Which is like. Like, even when McCready was, like, about to get attacked by Clark. Like, so Clark obviously was human because, like, he attacked McCready. Like, he made the effort to attack him. Yeah. Which, like, the thing wouldn't have done, technically, as far as we knew. 
But um, but like McCready like instantly shot him in the head, and you can think of that as like like if McCready was the thing, like like if McCready was the thing, and it's this smart to be acting like this McCready so much, then like couldn't it know that it has hands to pick up a gun and shoot Clark in the head with you know what I mean? Like yeah. wouldn't it like you, there's just like you can just analyze every little bit yeah. and you still wouldn't know like yeah, there's you like know. you could say whatever you want but you still that's what's so like spectacular about the movie itself is that like yeah they don't know but we're speculating here today still you know forty, 40 years later, later. <laughs> yeah and we don't know and they still and don't know that's that's what's so that's that's like just a really cool parallel. Yeah. Like the movie in the movie, they don't know. They'll never know. It's like that's outside what, of the movie, forty years later, we don't know. We'll never know. And that's what you want out of your movie is to have people like us forty years later, like still talking mm-hmm. about like how did this movie end? Like what happened to the thing? You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like that's just a masterpiece, really, man. Exactly. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this movie's a masterpiece, man. 100%. Totally didn't get as much recognition as it should have when it first came out. No, but at least it gets the love that it deserves it, today. It does get it today, and that's why we're here. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, All right. think, I think that's the thing. I think this has been the thing. Yeah, I all think right. I think this is where we're going to end it. Yeah, I think that's it. So, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>